Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church. Life, faith, together. This morning's reading is from Micah chapter 4, 1 to 5. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as chief among the mountains. It will be raised above the hills and peoples will stream to it. Many nations will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between many peoples and will settle disputes for strong nations far and wide. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Every man will sit under his own vine and under his own fig tree, and no one will make them afraid. For the Lord Almighty has spoken. All the nations may walk in the name of their gods. We will walk in the name of the Lord, our God, forever and ever. May God add to our understanding of this, his word. Amen. Well, this Sunday is Remembrance Sunday, where we remember those who have died as a result of wars, who have offered their lives in in. In or have uh, made the ultimate sacrifice uh, for their country. And so we remember lest we forget. We remember those who have died in World War I and World War II and all subsequent wars. We remember the brave who gave their lives so we could live ours. But we also remember the devastating cost of war. Firstly, the the huge death toll. Uh, There's estimated that 10 million military personnel lost their lives in World War I, and 7 million civilians lost their lives. About 20 million people, both civilians and military personnel, were wounded and injured. And World War II just gets worse. There's an estimated 75 million people died of which 40 million were civilians. There were more civilian casualties than military personnel. And increasingly, as time goes on, more and more civilians die in comparison to military personnel. In the 1990s, civilian deaths constituted between 75% and 90% of all war deaths. Many of those were women and children. And so we remember, lest we forget. But it's not, uh, the cost of war is not just the death toll. It also leads to many people being displaced from their homes and becoming refugees. In World War II, 40 million non-Germans were displaced from their homes in Europe. And 13 million Germans were expelled from countries 
in Eastern Europe. In 2001, it's estimated about 40 million people were displaced, of which 20 million, half of them, were children. And there are still millions of people uh, being displaced today because of wars which we're involved in either directly or indirectly through supplying arms. The consequences of being a refugee? Well, firstly, there's a high mortality rate uh, due to malnutrition and other infectious diseases. Also, most uh, of a lot of people, uh, and mainly children, are forced into prostitution. A large percentage of those will end up contracting HIV AIDS. And children who get born to mothers who have been forced into prostitution or have been raped normally end up as outcasts. This is all part of the huge cost of war. And so we remember, lest we forget. And then there's the psychological cost. Many soldiers and veterans suffer from depression and post-traumatic stress disorder as they try to come to terms with what they've experienced and readjust to normal life. In 2010, it was estimated that more American soldiers died of suicide than on the battlefield. The psychological cost to warfare. And so we remember, lest we forget. And we also reminded of the futility of war. World War I was meant to be the, the war that would end all wars. But rather than ending wars, it actually led way to an even more deadly war, World War II. And there are still many wars raging today. And so we are reminded of the futility of war. War can never bring lasting peace. And so we remember, lest we forget. Then finally, we're reminded of a better way. The, the prophet Micah in Micah chapter 4 has this prophetic vision of the future where all nations come to Jerusalem, the, the, the city on the hill. And they come to God who is in the temple in Jerusalem and God teaches them his way so that they can walk in his paths. In other words, he, he teaches them how to live, how to walk like God, how to live like God, how to live in the way that we were created to live. And then we read in verse 3, He will judge between many peoples and will settle disputes for strong nations far and wide. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. There will be no need to resort to war because now God will settle their disputes. And so they will beat their swords and their spears into plowshares and, and pruning hooks. And then we told in verse 5, But we will walk in the name of the Lord, our God, forever and ever. That there's a call for us to walk 
in the name of God. That means we need to, a call to walk in God's ways, to walk like God, to, to walk in light of God's teachings. And God's ways and God's teachings are most clearly seen in Jesus and in Jesus' teaching in the Sermon on the Mount. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus calls us to resist evil, but not to resist evil with evil, but to resist evil in non-violent ways, to resist evil with love, to turn the other cheek by forgiving, by loving our enemies, and by praying for our enemies. And this is clearly seen in Jesus. This is exactly what Jesus does for us. Jesus was prepared to die for us so we could experience peace. Jesus confronts evil, but but not with evil, but with love. You see, Jesus was prepared to die for us, but he was not prepared to kill. He, He turned the other cheek. He loved his enemy. He, he traded his sword, a sword for a cross. And when they crucified him, he prayed, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. And he overcame evil with love so that we could experience peace, everlasting peace. And because of what Jesus did for us, Micah's prophecy is not wishful thinking. It's a promise. One day, Jesus will judge between many peoples and will settle disputes for strong nations far and wide. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. And so we meet every year to remember, to remember human beings, be they British or French or German or Russian, because we simply cannot forget. We meet every year to remember the devastating cost of war and to say, never again. We meet every year to be reminded that Jesus offers us a better way, a way that leads to peace, everlasting peace. And so we remember, lest we forget. I want to end by reading a story entitled, The Day the War Came. It's written by Nicola Davies, and it's illustrated by Rebecca Cobb. The day the war came, there were flowers on the windowsill, and my father sang my baby brother back to sleep. My mother made my breakfast, kissed my nose, and walked with me to school. That morning I learnt about volcanoes. I sang a song about how tadpoles turned at last to frogs. I drew a picture of a bird. Then. 
just after lunch. War came. At first, just like a spattering of hail, a voice of thunder, then all smoke and fire and noise that I didn't understand. It came across the playground. It came into my teacher's face. It brought the roof down and turned my town to rubble. I can't say the words that tell you about the blackened hole that had been my home. All I can say is this. War took everything. War took everyone. I was ragged, bloody, all alone. I ran, rode on the back of trucks, in buses, walked over fields and roads and mountains in the cold and the mud and the rain, on a boat that leaked and almost sunk, and up a beach where babies lay face down in the sand. I ran until I couldn't run, until I reached a row of huts, found a corner, the dirty blanket, and a door that rattled in the wind. But war had followed me. It was underneath my skin, behind my eyes, and in my dreams. It had taken possession of my heart. I walked and walked to try and drive war out of myself, to try and find a place it hadn't reached. But war was in the way that doors shut when I came down the street. It was in the way that people didn't smile and turned away. I came to a school. I looked in through the window. They were learning all about volcanoes, singing and drawing birds. I went inside. My footsteps echoed in the hall. I pushed the door and faces turned towards me. But the teacher didn't smile. She said, There is no room for you, you see. There is no chair for you to sit on. You have to go away. And then I understood that war had got here too. I turned around and went back to the hut, the corner, the blanket, and crawled inside. It seemed that war had taken all the world and all the people in it. The door banged. I thought it was the wind, but a child's voice spoke. I brought you this, he said, so you can come to school. It was a chair. A chair for me to sit on and learn about volcanoes, sing and draw birds and drive the war out of my heart. He smiled and said, My friends have brought theirs too, so all the children here can come to school.
out of every hut a child came. And we walked together on a road all lined with chairs, pushing back the wall with every step. Let's pray. Now, Heavenly Father, we are so reminded of the devastating cost of war. Father, won't you help us, like those children, to push back the devastating consequences of war, to bring your grace, to bring your healing, to bring in your forgiveness. And Heavenly Father, we, we remember with deep gratitude those who made the supreme sacrifice for us in the time of war. And we pray that their offering of their lives may, may not have been in vain. And we thank you that because of Jesus, we have a sure and a certain hope that one day, you will bring peace on earth, real peace. And by your grace, enable us this day to dedicate ourselves anew to the cause of justice, freedom, and peace. And to follow Jesus' example of loving our enemy. Give us the wisdom and strength to build a better world. To help us to love our enemy, to, to forgive others, to make a difference, to push back the war, to make a better world for the honor and the glory of your name. Through Jesus our Lord. Amen. For more information, please visit our website at abergavennybaptist.co.uk